deception may not always appear wrong. Sometimes it will appear to be good. The Bible says there's a way that seemed right unto a man. Not going that way. The end of it. Amen. Deception can sometimes appear good. It can have a form of godliness. But one thing you notice is that it always loses its essence. The essence. Truth, the main goal of truth is to gravitate us Godward. Is to establish us in Christ. Amen. If truth is preached in its purest form, it will make you lose confidence in yourself and rather have confidence in Christ who is in you. Truth will always make Jesus bigger than you or your problem. Truth will put the focus and the hope on Jesus. Amen. And sometimes truth may not look so good. But that is the way out. And I'll show you examples in the scriptures. Truth may not always look so good, but that is the only way out. But deception can sometimes look good most of the time. That is the way for you to accept deception. It will look good on the outside, but the end of it is wrong. Hallelujah. Now, look at one example. Peter encounters Jesus. And they are talking. And Jesus is going to explain to him the essence of his coming. He came to die on earth. Revealing truth to Peter. And, you know, the, the essence of Christ coming to die is to bring us to Lord, the Lord Jesus and uh, to God. Christ came to die to bring us to God. Christ came to die so that salvation can be ministered to us. It is for our good. Yet, he needed to go through pain. So, pain was required for what God had said to come to pass. Okay? So, Jesus was speaking the truth. And that truth had to end in pain. In order for the glory of the Lord to be manifest. So, that is a classical example of what I'm trying to communicate. Yet, Peter gets up and Peter begins to boil with emotions and compassion for Jesus. And he turns to Jesus and says, he, Bible says he took him aside and began to rebuke him. Matthew chapter 16. Verse 16. Now he's beginning to rebuke Jesus and said, you shall not die. Far be from you, Lord, that you die. The Bible says Jesus turned to Peter and says, get thee behind me, Satan. For thou art not looking at things from God's standpoint, but from the standpoint of men. Peter appeared to have a good heart towards the Lord Jesus. But Jesus saw that the end of Peter's compassion was not the will of God. But for the fact that Peter didn't want to lose Jesus. Peter didn't want to lose Jesus. He wanted Jesus around for his benefit. He was not looking at things from God's perspective in that God wanted Jesus for the whole world. And that the salvation of the world will come through his death and resurrection. He was looking at himself. Amen. 
truth. If you don't understand this well, you may most of the time choose the good in appearance over the good in essence. Because sometimes the word of the Lord will come to you and what the Lord will tell you to do may look not pala- may not look palatable, may not look so good to you. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. It's very it's very true. This then is something you must really understand. For example, you know your problem that you may be facing. You are going through some things in life and you you actually wanted God to speak to the problem. I remember there are times I met I met one lady, you know, and she was having a problem. A couple of guys also have come to me having problems. And they wanted me to address the issue for them. The first thing I always ask them is, Are you born again? And then I'll tell them that, listen, I if you want me to help you, if you want me to be of help, I myself I don't have any help to offer you. But Jesus can help you. But he can only help you if you are born again. That problem can only live if you are born again. You can't access the grace of God in disobedience. You need to be saved. And I'm not saying be saved so that you take away your problems. No. I'm saying that you need to be saved. Your problem is not actually your problem. Your problem is that you are not saved. And unless you are saved, you cannot have peace. And most of them were not happy with me. And they got up and left. They didn't come back. Some did also come back. What is it then? You must understand this thing very well. Because as a child of God, you are going to encounter situations that you are going to think that doing what is good is all that there is in. Not knowing that sometimes... What may look wrong in the eyes of men, but the Bible or the word of God agrees with, is the best you can do. It may be disadvantageous in that moment, but in the end, it will speak. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he says you can do nothing against the truth, but only for the truth. No one can fight reality and win. Never. I know people who claim, you know, a lot of things in life. And when you are young, you know, you think you are you are you are man of yourself, and you don't you don't you, you you may think you are strong. So you know, when your pastor, or your mom, or somebody is telling you about the word of God, and people are giving excuses and all sorts of things, they are saying to elevate themselves to um, rid themselves of responsibility or being accountable to God's word. There's something. That life, you know, these people who make up assumptions and they make up claims and philosophies for themselves. Oh, that idea is for you Christians. This idea is for me. Me, me I don't think like that. I'm open-minded. <laughs> yes, you're open-minded. It's good to be open-minded. But when that open-mindedness is guarded by the word of God. There's a way that life or reality, you know, reality will check what you claim to be true. 
And that is why when Christ comes about to have an accident and you have Muslims in it, they will start crying out, Jesus, Jesus. They better cry out, Muhammad. Why? They are only practicing Islam because it's convenient for them. They are only practicing Islam because it's convenient for them. Because they know once they accept the flow of Jesus, they may lose a sort of, some kind of privileges. But inside the depths of heart, they know that Jesus, the truth, is salvation in Christ. They know. There's, 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 there's something in them. The Bible says that in the book of Acts chapter 17, it says God has placed a desire in us that we should probe for him. We should look for him and find him. We should grope for him even though he is not far from us. Yes, and in what desire to know God? In every human being. And only Jesus can satisfy that. Jesus is the way, he's the truth. That's the reality of the fact. The truth is that you need God. The truth of the matter is that your problem is not your problem. The truth of the matter is that you have an issue. And that issue, the only way out is to take the good way that may look disadvantageous to you now. Hallelujah. Stop going for the nice. Go for the truth, even if it's ugly. I'm not saying by that that truth is always ugly. No. Truth can sometimes be very wonderful. Very wonderful. Very wonderful. When Jesus declares we are healed, that's a privilege, wonderful privilege. We are saved from sin and hell. Wonderful privilege. Very wonderful. There are, Bible says, excellent, great and precious promises in the word of God. But listen to me. If you are only going to fill that which is good looking, but not actually check the essence of it, where it takes you to, if you are only going to fill that is good looking, the devil may present something to you that is good looking, but the end are the ways of death. And I say all these to point to one thing, or to end at one thing, that be a noble man. In the book of Acts, the Bible says that the people or the church in Berea were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they searched the word of God daily to see that which Paul was saying is true. And the Bible says, and many of them, not few, believed. And they were noble men. They didn't take Paul's word for Paul's word. They were noble men. And they didn't find it an offense to question Paul because they understood that truth cannot be fought. Reality, if you hate it, it only becomes stronger. So the more they proved in the teachings of Paul, the more faith they had, the more conviction that was built in them. Don't settle for anything. Verify truth. Go to church with your Bible. Take what your pastor is saying. Don't be a lazy Christian. Read into what the man of God is saying and find out. Because you are living in a day in a generation where the Bible talks about the power that is going to rule our day is the power of deception. The thing that will mark our generation is deception. Jesus said it. Paul said it. Peter said it. John said it, or for the many writers of the New Testament, it's only about one or two who didn't mention the fact that in the last days, deception is going to be the mark 
or the order of the day. And why is deception supposed to be the order of the day? Is because that is the arsenal of the devil. That is the tool of the devil. That is the only means he can win men. Deception. Amen. And you can only deceive a man who doesn't know. An ignorant man is the only man who can be deceived. And ignorance, ignorance, ignorance is a result of laziness. Why? Because knowledge is readily available. Look at that day. You have a lot of resources. I have a phone. And on my phone, I have a lot of books and a lot of Bible references that I can refer just on an app. I have dictionaries, concordances on an app. And I didn't pay a password. Only thing I did was to get my phone and buy a bundle. Download it. The Bible says in the last days, knowledge shall increase and men shall run to and fro in the book of Daniel. But it is also in that last day that men are going to deceive. Why? Because their minds will not see the essence of truth. The devil will send deception. And because men's heart do not or does not like to find the truth, they rather believe the lie. The Bible says even God will send them a strong delusion. You can check the Thessalonians. Hallelujah. Take your Bible. Take your Bible. The Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 4. He says in the last days, Men shall heap unto themselves teachers who shall tell them things that they are eating ears want to hear. He says again, he says the spirit expressly say that in the last days men shall leave the truth and give heed to seducing spirits. So in the last days, the spirits of deception or evil spirits have released and their work is to deceive many. Yes. To deceive many. And you don't want to be caught. You only safeguard. You only safeguard. Your only place of escape is in the word of God. So first John chapter two. The verse twenty-four. You know, now uh, John says that you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you need that no man teach you anything, for the anointing himself teaches you all things. You have the Holy Ghost. Who can verify God's word in your heart? You have the Spirit of God also. Hallelujah. Yes. The book of John chapter 14 verse 26. It says, When the Spirit of truth is come, He shall lead into all truth. He shall teach you all things. The Holy Ghost is here to teach you. Get into the word. Paul said in the book of First Timothy, the chapter the 4, He told Timothy, Sister, I can't give yourself to Bible reading, to exhortation. Steady read. It says, steady to show yourself approved, a workman who is not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Yes. You should be so much versed in the word of God that God through your lips will expose the deception in our generation and bring light. Because the Bible says that the entrance of his word brings light and bring it understanding. But God cannot bring light through you if light is not shining in you through his word in this understanding. 
give yourself to the word. Make time. Plan your time. Three chapters a day. Get time for Bible study. Take a topic. And find scriptures related to that topic. And read those verses that relate in context. And find out what the Bible is saying concerning that topic. Not what your man of God is saying. If they agree. If your, what the man of God teaches agrees with what the Bible says. So be it. But if they are contrary. The Bible says that let God be true. And every man be a liar. Stick to the word of God. Yes. And this you are doing to safeguard your soul. Yes. Paul told Timothy, he says that be careful about the message you preach. Because in so do you save both yourself and them that hear you. When you preach a right message, you save yourself and those that hear you. Meaning that if a man preaches a wrong message, you listen to that man, you are, you are tendency of being destroyed. Hallelujah. I want you to understand this very well. Give yourself to Bible study. Give yourself to study the word. Soak the word. Find audio Bible tapes and play them when you are free. Let the word of God dwell so much in you. In all, in all wisdom and understanding. Be established in the present truth. Don't be, my pastor said, my shepherd said, my, my papa said Christian. No. Because you are being called to Christ. You are being called to the knowledge of the truth. And you have the gift of the Spirit. Don't think you can't understand God's word. It is not given to man to understand the things of the Lord. But it is given to man by the power of the Holy Spirit to understand the things of the Lord. You have everything you need in the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. The Bible says in verse 9. It says, I had not seen nor ear heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of men. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. He says then. The verse 10 now. He says. But God has revealed it unto us. For the spirit of God searches all things. He the deep things of God. And he reveals it unto his people. He reveals the things of God. Into the, into, unto the people of the Lord. He reveals it. Why was the Holy Ghost saying? Jesus, when he was going to heaven, in the book of John, he says that it is expedient that I go. Because if I do not go, the Holy Spirit will not come. And when he comes, he shall teach you all things and lead you unto all truth. He shall take that which is mine and reveal it unto you. I have so many things to tell you, but you cannot burden. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he shall guide you into all truth. He will lead you into all truth. Have time. Set 30 minutes aside, an hour aside. Keep a time with the Lord. 30 minutes, an hour. Consistently pursue Him in the Word. And as you go on, pressing in the Word, hiding God's Word, meditating the Word in your heart, comparing the Word of the Lord, I'm, I'm telling you, Yanathana will come by the Holy Spirit. He's going to expose the Word of God to you. He's going to uncover the riches of God to you. And that is where you are going to understand the word of the Lord for your life. May God bless you. May God bless you. I'd like you to do this if you have a desire to get into God's word. Paul prayed a prayer for the Ephesian church in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 the verse 14 downwards. Get time. Go on your knees and pray that same prayer and tell the Lord that Father Teach me your word. Holy Spirit, I'm ready. And I tell you, if you pray that prayer, 
and you commit yourself to studying and reading of the word, you will be amazed. You will then need that no man teach you anything, but the anointing himself will teach you all things. You are loved by God and you are blessed by him. In the name of Jesus. Amen.